Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you know, get it done. 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 Okay, people, so I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but we've actually just reached the two. 100th episode mark for Forever News. Very, very big deal. I really appreciate all the support you guys have been giving. Of course, in case you don't know, uh, 65% of people watching this little part right here right now aren't subscribed. I would greatly appreciate it, especially we're going 200 episodes strong with this show. Uh, hit that subscribe button and hit that bell so you can continue on with us for the next 200 plus episodes of Forever News. Um, yeah, wow, it's been an amazing journey. I love doing this show. It is my favorite thing that I do on this channel, period, bar none. I bring you guys the news. I have an awesome time talking about it. I have an awesome time seeing you guys' insight um, regarding this. So definitely yeah, drop that subscribe and uh, hit the bell. And if you enjoy, of course, as always, like the video as well. Yes, people, but wow, 200 episodes. I got to figure out something to do right now. I, I, I don't really know what to do in terms of for a celebration, but definitely that down the road i'll figure something out but either way um i don't want to waste any more of your time let's get into these stories people okay people so first up i decided you know what let's start off strong let's start off with some comments from the creator of black clover yuki tabata now these comments were from jump festa 2022 and these were courtesy the translations of night baron it says here translation of tabata's comments for black clover's jump festa 2022 stage and i ain't gonna lie before we even jump into it um reading this had a lot of people worried, still has me worried, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, it, it could not necessarily mean exactly what you think it means because the way it sounds, it sounds like, oh, Black Clover's gonna rush to the ending or something like that. Like, it just sounds a little wild when you read it, but you know what? Let's read it, and then I'll get more into it. Thank you for everything to everyone who's been enjoying Jump Festa and Jump Studio. I'm Yuki Tabata, the author of Black Clover. Thank you to Kajiwara-san, Asta's voice actor, Shimazaki-san, Yuno's voice actor, and Matsuzawa-san, showrunner. Um, and I believe those were the people that were, like, uh, hosting Jump Festa for Black Clover in particular. They were on the stage. I actually got to witness the Festa as it was going. It was pretty freaking enjoyable. And to all the staff for taking time off for this from their busy schedule. Schedules. Recently, we celebrated the 6th anniversary of Black Clover, and I feel very grateful. For the 6th anniversary, we held a popularity poll for the characters, and for the first time, it was an online one, both in Japan and overseas, and Noel won, which I love those. I'm not gonna lie, I hope Jump continues and Shueisha continues to push the, yeah, not only Japan has a say-so in these things, let us have a say-so as well. I wanna vote for Yami a thousand times, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
it was fun seeing some different results. Speaking, yeah, it was, you know, because it would have been very different if we didn't get a say. So even though I'm still kind of like, why wasn't Yami number one? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, shout outs to Noel though. She did her thing. Speaking of fun, a mobile game just got announced. When the person in charge showed it to me, I was very excited because it looks gorgeous. Just like everyone else, I can't wait for more information. Moreover, a movie adaptation is also in the works. Thanks to your support of Black Clover, it's gaining more popularity. Thank you very much for this. What kind of a story that will be well please look forward to the next release for more information that's all i can say for now the main story is about to be moving this right here is the line that got everyone going buck wild the main story is about to be moving forward at a fast pace after this and we'll aim to keep the excitement going with black clover we'll be counting on your continued support merry christmas and happy new year take care of yourselves stay safe and the line that really just got a lot of people worried is him saying the main story is about to be moving forward at a fast pace after this. So a lot of people were like, wait, so are we about to start rushing things? Well, for starters, Black Clover has always moved at a very fast pace. You could throw in the argument that maybe the last half or latter half of 2021 arguably was some of the more slower chapters or slower pacing, shall I say, that I've seen Black Clover do things like Black Clover usually gets a fight done in you know a couple chapters but like the last half of 2021 a lot of these battles against some of the devils especially like the battle against Majikula for example was pretty lengthy for Black Clover standards normally it blitzes through things so I don't know if that's a sign of something because I always felt like after the anime ended is where all of a sudden the pacing kind of changed from being very fast paced and allowing the anime to fill in the gaps to slower what once the anime ended the story got a lot slower paced and yeah gave a little bit more exposition and notice how it was arguably after the anime where a lot of people started to complain about Black Clover's pacing interesting right and then now he's saying it's going to be at a fast pace who knows maybe that could be a sign the anime is returning it could be a sign that Black Clover got one year left so Tabata's going to wrap things up we don't know so we can't necessarily just say oh my god this is doomsday all we can say is that we know it's about to get very very hectic very very crazy very very fast paced we got a movie in the works we got a video game in the works and again just shout out to yuki tabata man even with the anime ending black clover has still done some pretty epic and iconic things you know asa's transformations you know's transformations oh, the latest chapter alone got a lot of people excited for 2022 and yeah people uh that was yuki tabata's comments regarding black clover at jump fest of 2022 again shout outs to night baron for the translation and yeah, things is about to get very fast and it has some people worried and it's justified because, you know, when somebody says, hey, it's about to get fast in here. What does that mean? Are we are we racing towards the end? But either way, um, Black Clover, I'm going to enjoy whatever we have left, whether it be two years, a year, 10 years, whatever. I'm going to enjoy it. Next up, just for fans of this series, Comey Can't Communicate. Apparently season two, because season one just wrapped up, season two is already penned and scheduled to be coming up here in April. It says here, Komi-san wa Komyusho des aka Komi Can Communicate by Oda Tomohito will get a second anime season airing in April 2022. The series has 6 million copies in circulation and volume 24 will be out January 2022. And I believe I want to say isn't it like a Netflix exclusive type of anime? Probably Netflix gave them the bag like go ahead and, and we want it back real quick so make sure you know you have it coming back because either that or could also be because i've noticed a new thing with the anime industry right the season two now is like or shall i say the second core has become the season two where usually back in the day it would be like hey you got 24 episodes you know what i'm saying that's season one that's core one first 12 core 
2, Second 12. And now what they've decided to do is it almost feels like it was being produced as Core 1 and Core 2, but they're just breaking it apart and saying, here's Season 1, we're marking it as Season 1. Oh, and then here's Season 2, the second set of 12. And sometimes, yeah, it used to be produced as, like, straight up, this is Season 1, first 12 episodes. But now it looks like they're, they're trying to basically make more money and they're trying to do different things in terms of instead of just dropping 24, here's 12, and this was meant to air back to back, but we're going to cut these 12 off and market it as the second season, and probably that's why they also are bringing it so close, because April is only, you know, what, three, four months away, so that's not that far off, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was initially going to be all of these episodes combined, and then they were like, eh, let's market it at the same time with Netflix, it's like, hey, they'll, they'll, come back and subscribe at a different time for those next set but for fans of the show that's great news in terms of more episodes for it and yeah i gotta get into it because a lot of people have been telling me it's pretty good comey can't communicate april 2022 season two next up tokyo revengers unfortunate i guess you could say news or good news depending on the perspective right it's always about perspective but it seems as though tokyo revengers is getting ready to come to a close it says here tokyo revengers by ken wakui will start quote-unquote takamichi's final fight in the next chapter in weekly shonen magazine issue 6 2022 out january 5th 2022 and i mean how long takamichi's final fight is going to be and also you could say it's ambiguous his final fight could be his inner turmoil that's going to last next 300 chapters or it could literally mean his final altercation physically and you know mentally against an opponent and that'll probably last what like a month or two so probably i wouldn't be surprised if by spring-ish maybe summer the latest Tokyo Revengers will be over and I might be stretching it it might be by you know the end of February it's over I don't know but because I fell a little bit behind on the manga I was caught up and then last couple months I just kind of fell back but yeah um Tokyo Revengers getting ready to end interesting it's I mean we already knew for a little bit that we was in the climax so to speak we was in the final arc and all that jazz but now that it's saying it's his final fight I wouldn't be surprised no later than summer of 2022 it'll be over and again I might be stretching it it could be by april marchish time realistically because if it's his final fight and they're talking about physical altercation how long are you going to stretch out you know uh takamichi fighting somebody i mean i know tokyo revengers in the past some of their arcs have been a little bit beefy but it's not even talking about arc it's literally talking about takamichi's final fight so we gotta wait and see either way yeah i mean it's about it's about time i guess you would say right because it's been already announced for a minute now that it was in its final arc anyway so yeah you'd expect it's going to end soon on top of that this is a new model that the anime manga industry is doing where the manga gets really really popular like tokyo avengers selling damn near close to 30 million copies in a freaking single year of its manga they want to wrap up the manga real quick and then just milk off the anime merchandise and all that stuff moving forward and that's probably why they're trying to do this like okay we got to wrap it up hurry up that's that's the new model you know it worked with demon slayer and that's probably why they're trying to do this with tokyo avengers but it's always going to be a sad thing because first of all tokyo avengers is freaking awesome it was in my top manga of 20 in fact i want to say yeah it, it was my top manga of 2021 like it was well i voted that way in case you ain't check it out go check it out the top uh 20 manga of 2021 i had a big four and a half hour event with some of the top anime and manga youtubers on the platform definitely a must watch my vote was for Tokyo Avengers as number one and that's how good it was so it's really a shame to see it go but hey if it's planned out if this is what Ken Wakui uh, is deciding to do ultimately it's the best decision because at the end of the day this is what he wants to do with his story and it's his story but yeah Takamichi's final fight sucks but hey 
all good things must come to an end, right? Okay, people, next up, we got courtesy of Jose underscore K. Some sales figures for essentially the rise and fall of both these two titles. They're both Hiromashima titles at that. His latest work, his latest serialization, Eden's Zero, and the continuation of Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest. I guess let's start off with Eden Zero. That's the first one. It says Eden Zero manga sales evolution. The anime did not help much, if at all. It helped maintain the series sales a little. I think it's in a stable situation since volume 9 without big drops and probably will be there till the end and yeah I am going to lie with Eden Zero it's a real big shame that ultimately it never it didn't blow up like even though a lot of people were really hype off of it more so of the manga than the anime but the anime didn't do nearly squat like it started off for example with the manga sales we're looking at right now it started off the first volume almost did 100k and then the second volume did over 100k and I remember when I was seeing these sales I was like god damn like yo you're increasing normally it's the first volume is great and everything is downhill from there so for it to actually go a little opposite and volume one did less than 100k and volume two did more than 100k i thought yo what is hiromashima doing over there with eden zero you know what i'm saying he must be really banging out them chapters but then following volume two it was a steady decline three four five and then i want to say yeah it was around volume nine that it's been like in the same ballpark and then it's really a shame because you see between volume 14 and 15 that the anime started and nothing happened if anything it just kept on slightly dipping towards and i can't even believe there's already 18 volumes of eden zero holy cow how many years has eden zero been about three years there's no way there there's 18 volumes of eden zero almost four years i guess you could say but holy cow eden zero been getting to it but either way uh yeah the anime really didn't do nothing and it's a shame because i think and i've said this before and i'll say it again i think netflix really just doesn't help with manga sales boosts like at all like i think people that because I think still to this point, anime and manga fans, especially the hardcores that actually go out and buy the physical merchandise in the manga and the anime, I don't think they're necessarily going to be going to Netflix for their anime still. Like, I think Netflix is more so for, like, the casual fans and whatnot. And because Eden Zero was a Netflix thing, the casuals, they're not trying to go to, you know, get the latest manga volumes of X, Y, and Z. They're going to watch on Netflix and probably they have whatever app they have over there and they'll read it on their phones and stuff like that. They ain't running out to get manga volumes. So Netflix is a gift and a curse for anime and manga and Eden Zero is just looking at these sales. It's like, wow, the anime literally did nothing. Opposed to you see something like Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, Tokyo Revengers, where the anime starts and it goes through the freaking roof. And then we got his other serialization where he's doing the story and I want to say he has somebody doing the art Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest and this Mashima work is doing a little better but as you can see the readers have been dropping out since the beginning and we'll see if the anime can bring some of them back because obviously there's an anime that's been announced in the works and this one also I want to say yeah volume 1 did like over 120 volume 2 did almost, yeah still a little over 120 and then by volume 3 it just started to drop 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 and we don't know since the anime announcement if anything has changed but yeah this is another one which at the end of the day think about it though Hiromashima still has gotten a bag if you count both of these series combined and even if they've been dipping like alone both of his series with their first couple volumes did close to 100 and over 100 of Fairytale 100 Years Quest and Eden Zero those are bags like imagine when he wraps it all up and in my opinion what I feel considering he's an accomplished artist he already did he damn near mastered most of what you can do in terms of shonen storytelling is he the greatest in the world has he wrote the greatest stories obviously not we know fairy tale was 
Rave though is a little bit of a different story. But either way, I think he's done so much shonen. I would love to see what he does with maybe a darker story, or even if it is in the shonen genre, what he can do if he does something different, like taking a whole different approach opposed to just like you know the the hero's journey, a boy's uh, coming of age type of story. Like try something different. I would love for Hiromashima, considering he's already done. Like you know we got Fairy Tail, we got Fairy Tail Hundred Years Quest, we got Eden Zero, we got Rave Master. Him doing something totally different and out outside the box would be interesting and I think that should be his next step because as you can see we're in a different time period where those type of shonen like the you know early 2000s 2000 to 2005 2006 type of shonen storytelling just isn't the go-to anymore and despite the fact that I ain't gonna lie, I've been enjoying Eden Zero. I'm almost done with season two of the anime. I've been a little bit slow on it, but I'm enjoying it for the most part. It isn't the type of storytelling that is going to explode in 2020, I guess you could say two, you know, 2021, 2022. In this day and age, so to speak, that's not really, you know, the go-to anymore. That's not the most popular type of way because it's just classic shonen. Like, people want outside-of-the-box things, and I think if Hiromashima explored that, we might get something interesting because Rave was the darkest thing he's done, and Rave was, you know critically acclaimed by a lot of people minus i guess the ending and whatnot so we gotta wait and see but yeah hiromashima his rise and fall of both of his latest titles and i don't want to say fall because they're still they're doing what typically you would expect especially fairy tale 100 years quest it's a spin-off series even though it's basically fairy tale it's literally like if fairy tale never ended but yeah and hiromashima caught a really nice bag between the both of them if you add all those sales together that's a nice hefty bag. So shout outs to Hiromashima still regardless. Shout outs to Eden Zero. Shout outs to Fairytale 100 Years Quest. I'm really excited for that Fairytale 100 Years Quest anime. And I do think that a lot of that old Fairytale fandom, because it's been years now since it ended, I think they will come back and, and tune in. And I think they'll be invested, especially that the word of mouth has been circulating that, oh, Fairytale 100 Years Quest is way better than Fairytale. So we'll see what the anime does. But yeah, that's the sales for Eden Zero and Fairytale 100 Years Quest. Okay, people, next up, an interesting story regarding Dark Horse. In case you don't know about Dark Horse Comics, they're the people that license in the West Berserk. And I wonder if there's any connection at all. And a lot of people say, no, there's no connection. All right, you're right, whatever. The, the, the biggest manga title that they have, there's no correlation. Apparently, Dark Horse has sold their whole entire catalog and everything the company as a whole has sold. And it's interesting that this comes off of, what, like six months, maybe a little over that since the passing of Kentaro Miura and and pretty much the uncertainty of the future of Berserk. I'm wondering if they felt like either sales going up and with Kentaro Miura's passing, you know, realistically speaking, when an author passes, when an artist passes, whatever, that's when stocks rise. Maybe they felt like this was the time, like, okay, you know, th this is the height. And also at the same time, a lot of corporations were probably looking at, oh my God, we could do some huge things. We could get live action deals. We could get Netflix deals. We can get a new anime. Like, please sell us these rights or whatnot. Sell us this uh, license, so to speak so maybe that's also a part of things maybe you know the japanese corporation breathing down their necks there's a lot of different aspects as to why dark horse would sell but apparently it says here embracer group enters agreement to acquire dark horse dark horse comics announced on tuesday that embracer group ab has entered into an agreement to acquire dark horse media after the agreement closes dark horse will become the 10th operative group of the embracer group the specific transaction terms were not disclosed due to commercial reasons embracer will acquire eight 80%. Okay, so Dark Horse still has 
some of it. 80% of Dark Horse's shares from a seller based in Hong Kong and China. Oh, and the remaining 20% from CEO Mike Richardson and COO Neil Hankerson. Dark Horse founder and CEO Richardson will continue to lead the company with existing management and Hankerson has committed to stay within the company. The companies expect the transaction to be completed in early 2022. There is no planned restructuring. Embracer aims to strengthen its transmedia capabilities and add expertise in content development, comics, publishing, and film and television production through its acquisition of Dark Horse, which owns or controls over 300 intellectual properties. Based in Karlstad, Sweden, Embracer Group is the parent company of businesses developing and publishing PC, console, and mobile games for the global games market, and it owns over 250 franchises. Embracer Group's operative groups include THQ Nordic, Koch Media, Coffee Stain, Amplifier Game Invest, Saber Interactive, Deca Games, Gearbox Entertainment, and Easy Brain. The Bloomberg News website reported earlier this month that North American comic book and manga publisher Dark Horse Comics was, quote-unquote, working with an advisor to weigh options that would include a sale. Bloomberg mentioned the situation in an article about a current boom for businesses selling content libraries. That is true. I've seen a lot of music artists, for example, selling their catalogs. Like I think Bruce Springsteen just sold off his catalog for $500 million. A Dark Horse promoted Cara O'Neill to Director of Marketing Communications for the company. She joined the company in 2017. And yeah, it's crazy. Again, I'm familiar with Dark Horse mainly solely due to the fact that they have been publishing Berserk. As you can see, I have every volume of Berserk right here. Massive Berserk fan. I got Berserk right here in case you don't know. Like, it, it's real with me with Berserk. So I knew that Dark Horse had it. And I mean, this could be good in a way. Like, if this company, for example, Embracer, they work with the Japanese corporations over there and they'd be like, yo, we could do X, Y, and Z. Maybe we could get a deal in the West over here with Netflix or even though I, I don't know how I'd feel about a Netflix deal in terms of an anime or manga because, well, you know, they, they've done good with, with JoJo's, right? Part 6 is fucking beautiful, so who knows? Maybe it could be something dope, but yeah, this could be good things for the future. At the end of the day, it does seem a little interesting that Dark Horse, they've been existing for a long time and now with the passing of Kentaro Miura, their biggest manga title over here to my knowledge, um, yeah, they're selling off, which I'm curious what the future is going to be and at the same time, the future of Berserk is also up in the air right now because we got another story just little reports basically regarding the future of Berserk's manga and that's that it's still uncertain. Just according to this it says the future of Berserk is still undecided according to the editorial afterward of the latest volume 41. So they still don't even know what they're going to do with the future of it. I mean I, I feel like those are just standard press releases as of right now just to see what the climate is like what people are feeling like but I personally feel like the people that were working with Kentaro Miura the studio Gaga that he had initially set up prior to his passing I feel like they have the ideas of what Kentaro Miura wanted to do with the ending of Berserk and I feel like they're probably slowly working on it and if they was to say hey we got Berserk right now it would be a waste of a press release in terms of like hey we're working on Berserk right now we're gonna continue it where they could be like boom let's just say for example March Berserk is returning boom we already got two chapters in the can let's go so that's what I'm guessing is going to happen it could just be that Studio Gaga can't get it together they can't replicate Kentaro Miura's greatness by any means and they let it go 
I just don't see that happening business-wise. Like, don't get me wrong. If Kentaro Miro's wishes were to end Berserk, then do that. Leave it alone. But there's no reports of him saying to end it. In fact, if anything, there's more to the contrary of he was setting up a whole other studio knowing that he had health issues that were very serious. So he probably wanted his work to get finished even if he wasn't here to experience it in the physical. And regardless of what, I haven't even said it in this video, but I just got to say it again. Rest in peace to the legend Kentaro Miura. Thank you again for Berserk. And I'm always going to say it. I don't care. Just saddening all around. Always, every time I get a story about, well, what's going on with Berserk or something related to Berserk, it always brings me back to the fact that the man, the, the myth, the legend, the, the godlike creator of manga, Kentaro Miura, is gone. And it's, it's really saddening for somebody that loves and cherishes his work. It's tough feeling okay people next up we got some updates on a new jujutsu kaisen video game now apparently it's not the type of video game i'm sure that's gonna get too excited because it's a mobile game and i believe there was initial like press releases months ago about this but we finally got more info we got a trailer for it it says here jujutsu kaisen phantom parade smartphone game launches in 2022 the combined third and fourth 2022 issue of shueisha's weekly shonen jump magazine revealed on monday that the jujutsu kaisen Phantom Parade role-playing game for iOS and Android will launch in 2022. SumZap is developing the smartphone game based on Gege Akutami's Jujutsu Kaisen manga. The game will be free to play with optional in-app purchases. Shueisha revealed character visuals for Yuji Ichidori, Megumi Fushiguro, Nobara Kugisaki, Satoru Gojo, and Kento Nanami, and stated more characters will also appear in the game. And of course, you know, we, we know when Akutami launched it. But yeah, and there was a trailer for the game. I ain't gonna lie, it's nothing to write home about opposed to like that black clover game looks fucking beautiful this looks like hey we gotta get some type of games going for this shit yo it sold 30 million copies of the manga last year over 30 million almost 31 million copies we got a movie out i, I want to say as of the recording of this video right now in japan jujutsu kaisen zero movie is out and i am in so much agony i want to see it now <laughs> When are we going to get to the point where we're getting simultaneous worldwide release? Like, hey, HBO Max, step into the fray. Hey, get, you know, if it's just a, a week, a week, that's all it would be. Just a week of, hey, we got the movie on here. Like, similar to what they got with the Matrix Resurrections and, you know, what they've been doing. Space Jam, all these movies of, like, hey, we got it for a limited time. I think they do, like, 30 days. Do that with those damn anime films. Throw the bag. Netflix been throwing the bag. You throw the bag for the movies. That would be perfect, and I would never leave you guys, okay? I mean, I get it cinema-wise, like nobody's going to the movies if it's hitting hbo at the same time as japan and we don't get the movies usually over here in theaters till like two or three months after their run in japan so realistically yeah it would have to be like a collaboration where the theaters also over here like it's getting worldwide premieres over here as well and hbo max in the fray which i feel like that's not far off i'll be honest with you maybe a couple of years from now at most i feel like we will get simultaneous release because it is a little ridiculous like oh well you know if a marvel movie comes out it'll come out let's just say with a, a little buffer of a couple days or something like that between here and all the other places but a big film like Jujutsu Kaisen Zero or Demon Slayer or My Hero we usually still have a buffer of a couple of months which way better than it used to be we used to have a, a buffer of a couple of decades so we, we've made some progress but I would like to be able to watch it when I'm you know covering all this news and stuff like that when it comes out over there in Japan I don't want to hear about it and get spoiled and then be like oh yay I get to watch it now in theaters Two months after, three months after, yeah.
And I don't know how I just went on a tangent about Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Yeah, smartphone game. You might like it. I don't know. I'm not all that interested, to be honest with you. I'm more hype about a couple of other games that are coming out. Like, again, that Black Clover smartphone game. I'm just saying. But shoutouts to Jujutsu Kaisen, either way. Okay, people, next up, they released a new trailer for Attack on Titan's final season. It's like, I want to say the second full-length trailer. It says here, Attack on Titan TV anime delivers epic new trailer for final season part two. The next part of the conclusion of the decade-long Attack on Titan saga is upon us with Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2. And to get fans excited for what will be coming in January, the official Twitter account for the TV anime series released a brand new trailer showing the paths Eren and the gang must take. Part 1 of Attack on Titan Final Season streamed on Crunchyroll as it aired in Japan on NHKG from December 2020 to March 2021 with Part 2 premiering on NHKG on January 9th and Crunchyroll streaming the series soon after. The cast and staff from the Final Season Part 1 are are set to return at MAPPA. And I saw the trailer. I ain't gonna lie, some of the CG is like a little noticeable, I guess you could say, but I really enjoyed the trailer. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to finishing this bad boy off. I don't want to keep on regurgitating the same thing I always say every time I talk about Attack on Titan, about my feelings of how the manga wrapped up. I just hope that the anime can execute it a lot better at the very least than what the manga did. Like, I I'm not asking to do a rewrite. I know that's more than likely not going to happen. I am just asking, hey, at least execute it better. At least make it feel a lot more authentic than what the manga did. Because, yeah, again, I'm going down the rabbit hole with that again. Uh, Attack on Titan final season trailer looks awesome. Can't freaking wait to finish this off and wrap up the saga of Attack on Titan. Because it's been a long time. I've been talking about this for a minute now. I think I got into it like late 2012. And we're here going into 2022 at this point. Almost 10 freaking years. Crazy. Next up, we got some sales here. We got Oricon's top 10 weekly chart by series for the week. Week of 1213 to 1219. Coming in at number 10, we got Blue Lock with 100k. Kaguya Sama Love is War at number 9, 102k. Uh, Golden Kamui. So far, I'm familiar with all of these. Jujutsu Kaisen at number 7 with 108k. Oh, well, but it looks like for the most part, minus, <laughs> and we'll get to number 1, almost every series is about 100 plus k. Uh, number 6, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Number 5, Uma Musume Cinderella Grey. For Mystery To Lunokade, I still am not really into that one. Uh, number three, One Piece, 144,000. I ain't gonna lie, the top three, once again, just shocked me a little bit. Number two, Kimetsu no Yaiba, 146,000. And taking it back, and I don't know what the hell, it must be that the manga is just really busting each and every week because all of a sudden, Tokyo Avengers just shot up to number one while everything else is doing 146 and down to 100,000. Tokyo Avengers did this week 772,000. Three quarters of a million copies for Tokyo Avengers this week. What is going on here? Like, Tokyo Avengers really is taking the bull by the horns and also giving it a leg up. Like, even if Tokyo Avengers, let's just say the manga ends in the spring, it ends in uh, summer, whatever, it ends sometime this year, it might still make top 10 most sold series if it keeps selling like this almost a million in a week that, that that's crazy and here i thought by now it would be like on its last legs barely making the top 10 and it's still rocking i think maybe with the big anime announcement that probably pushed people too in the latest episode of forever news regarding the christmas arc that's coming for the anime and stuff maybe fans heard about that they were like i gotta buy the new oh as a matter of fact i'm bugging i think they actually might have put a new volume up that's probably what it is yeah and i don't have the top 50 best-selling manga right here that'll probably be in the next episode of forever news but i bet my bottom dollar that's why sales is so high out of nowhere for this week it probably dropped the volume but either way very impressive top 10 um it's 
the beginning, I guess, the seedlings to what the end of 2022 is going to look like in terms of the sales. And right now, Tokyo Adventure is still tearing it up, but we'll see what happens throughout the year. Everything is, you know, unpredictable. Next up, we got the Shonen Jump author comments. Let's take a look. Coming in at number one, which obviously they're going to make sure they put this number one everywhere. They want to push that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero agenda for that film. Uh, Gege Akutami from Jujutsu Kaisen. Reggie said earlier that he was in Colony number two, but I think he meant number one. So basically, there was a little manga mistake. Nothing extravagant nothing to write home about then yuto suzuki author of takamoto days the ghost hunter youtuber named yamaku is seriously good check him out if you're interested imagine one day we check these author comments and his uh, author saying yo check out for neverworld i would go yeah Kohei Horikoshi, My Hero Academia. I'm so happy with how fun my drawing tablet is. I want to keep messing around with it forever. I'll still be drawing when I'm an old man. Uh, well, we're in the digital age now, and that's kind of dope to see that he's transitioning very well into the digital era. Then we got Hajime Komodo, author of Marshall. Congratulations on another year completed. I'm thankful I can sleep with a roof over my head. See you next year, and maybe it be a great one. <laughs> yo, why is he congratulating himself and saying, yo, congratulations, I got a roof over my head. Who knows, maybe Hajime Komodo went through some tough times before this. I mean, it's anything is possible you know what i'm saying and just shout outs to him and i'm still bummed man i really thought we were gonna get at jump festa that big martial anime announcement i thought we was because we're around that chapter mark but maybe they'll have a, again probably summertime they'll announce it or something like that I, I don't think we'll be at the next jump festa waiting for that announcement i think that announcement is going to come within 2022 not at the end of it but who knows i could be wrong then we got yuki tabata author of black clover Felicimo products are so cute. The cushion with the white birds on it is adorable. Alrighty then. <laughs> we got Boichi, artist of Dr. Stone. Space, space, truly a place of dreams. For science kids, it's space. For manga kids, it's jump. Yeah, push the show to jump agenda. Let's go. Uh, H.O. Oda, creator of One Piece. The Bachelor has started, but I've been too busy to watch. Don't spoil it, please. Yo, let me tell you, Oda, the person that won is... Nah, I'm just playing. I don't watch that shit. Yo, Oda, you watching The Bachelor? Nani? We got Yuji Kaku author of Ayashimon and it looks like probably the real rankings are starting to creep in in terms of like Ayashimon and Doran Doran are about like what five or six chapters each and usually the real rankings don't come until eight but Yuji Kaku Ayashimon said I went to the Zenkaigers show at Tokyo Dome it was fun um man i ain't gonna lie and again we won't know for another few issues of jump whether or not they're going to survive but aya shimon being anything out of the top 10 is going to be very disheartening because this is one that i want to see win of the two which let's just quickly read we got genosuke doran doran the other new manga in shonen jump i like to eat sweet stuff while i work my mom sent me a bunch of candied sweet potatoes i love how supportive uh genosuke's family is like i think it was last week how they had his niece take a picture holding the jump cover now his mom is making him sweet potatoes and stuff like that that is really really dope and adorable about his family like they they really support him but between these two i'm not gonna lie i really want ayashimon to win ayashimon is in my bag of my type of series is one of my favorites that came out in 2021 for shonen jump new titles and stuff like that i want to see ayashimon win and i hope that they don't cancel this shit like don't do us again like hundreds Skill red hood because ayashimon is pretty good uh doran dororan it is starting to feel a little bit like okay we gotta spice things up dog we're in a lot of setup for early on and in shonen jump you don't have the luxury to do any type of setup even kishimoto himself when he tried to come through with samurai 8 and give a lot of exposition and world building they got him out of here they got him out of here quick he had a year and they were like 
you got to go. And that's a legend. So, Ganoska, step it up a little bit with Doran, Doran. Don't make the same mistakes as Hunter's Guild Red Hood where, hey, man, you might be getting canceled. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get canceled? Let me write a training arc right now. Like, and then I want to read just for this issue, um, Yoshifumi Tozuka and then a Lux author comment. Thank you for a great jump festa. Changing my facial expression so much while in a bowing position caused me to hurt my back. It was fun. And I'd imagine you already have back pain from, you know, everything of uh, writing manga and drawing manga and stuff like that. But yeah, man, another one. I really thought Undead Unluck was going to get an anime announcement. That's so bizarre that it didn't happen. But either way, shout outs to all these authors. Man, Shonen Jump Festa, you know, we talked about it a lot in the last episode of Forever News. But what a time that was. The ups, the downs, the, the smiles, the laughs, the disappointments. Like, there was a lot of really awesome stuff, man. It, it was still a good Jump Festa. And then that's a great jump fest, honestly, from the Bleach announcements to, to Hell's Paradise getting a MAPPA produced anime. Like, there was a lot that we got out of Jump Festa, even if there was a couple of little, like, hey, no Haikyuu season five. Hey, Boruto stage was literally a recap of Boruto and Naruto, but we still got some gems in there. And yeah, people, that was the weekly Shonen Jump, all the comments for this week. Okay, people, next up, these are some Boruto, I guess, teasers, spoilers, whatever you want to call it. I don't feel like it's a spoiler because it's mainly just a teaser for the upcoming chapter, but I did want to note it because considering yo we had the final chapter of boruto for 2021 so what can we expect boruto to start off with in 2022 and it says here the side text on the final page of chapter of uh, 65 the you know latest chapter that we just got final of 2021 that also serves as the chapter 66 preview blurb says this it's a cursed power karma that should have been uninstalled so what's dwelling within kawaki's hand now so yeah it's kind of par for the course of what we're going into for boruto 2022 in terms of boruto has been focusing in on it doesn't seem like it's going to stray away or like dive into the next gen like the anime is doing so yeah I i'm just expecting it to continue on and i don't know when the time skip is going to happen anymore i was 100 convinced like oh in, in 2021 we're going to have the time skip we didn't have it I'm guessing somewhere in 2022. And at this point, I almost don't even want to rush it because who knows, man? Maybe the time skip could be something where we're going to be like, man, it was better before the time skip or something crazy. Because at the end of the day, when you go into a time skip, then you got to have more setup. And we just had a whole year of setup chapters. I don't want to get into the time skip and like we get hype about one chapter. I'm like, oh shit, look at adult Boruto or older Boruto. Look at older Kawaki. Look at Sarada older. Oh my God, Mitsuki older. This is so cool. And then we have like, you know, the rest of the year of like setting things up and building up so yeah i'm gonna just enjoy it for what it is right now when we get the time skip we get the time skip but latest chapter anyway just showcase that we're in for a treat of really awesome and exciting stuff anyways so i ain't rushed into it and yeah people that was just a little preview spoiler blurb i guess you could say for the upcoming chapter of boruto to start off 2022 i can't wait because boruto 2022 is looking like it's going to be mighty gas mate next up i found this hilarious it seems as though some of the editors and people involved in the series for a few of the new jump heroes like sakamoto days and i want to say ayakashi triangle if i'm not mistaken and elusive samurai like some of the newer titles they cosplayed and had like a big competition or something here it says jump held its first p1 grand pricks at jump festa 2022 ishikawa murakoshi and azuma respective editors of sakamoto days blue box and the elusive samurai okay yeah so it wasn't ayakashi triangle competed to quote-unquote sell their series to the judges hiroshi Mono and Igeto Hiro, Blue Box was the winner. The editorial already did a similar promotional stage at Jump Festa 2021, this time with Honda, editor of Undead Unluck, Aisa, editor of Marshall, and Azuma 
ex-editor of Mission Yozaku the Family, Sugita, editor of Me and Roboko, and Imamura, editor of Ayakashi Triangle. Okay, so it was a different one that they did. Then they had Ayakashi Triangle and Masho. I want to say that might have even been last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was last year. So then this year, they did Elusive Samurai, Sakamoto. Basically, this is something that they're trying to do to get a little more excitement for, hey, this is the next era of Jump Heroes and stuff like that. And probably, they didn't have Masho and Undead Unluck because they were last year's. And honestly, I'm still baffled. Like, no anime for either of them. <laughs> I just said it in the last segment, but I got to say it again. No anime for either of them, and they're still here. And yeah, Blue Box is going to be big. That's the new romance slash sports series for Jump. Elusive Samurai is selling pretty decently. And Sakamoto Days is just a little different. And they're all going to be around for a while. And that's probably, again, why they did this whole little thing of like, hey, here's it coming. Now, it's going to be interesting if none of these get anime as well by the end of all this. I think, well, Blue Box, it won't get an anime announcement until probably late or mid to late 2023 because it's still very early for that one sakamoto days by the end of 2022 definitely should have like the next jump festival we should have a sakamoto days anime announcement likewise with elusive samurai again blue box no and yeah marshall and that better have one by that point and uh, ayakashi triangle already have one but yeah this is kind of <laughs> goofy and cool like they're cosplaying as some of the characters from the show but yo why not it's funny next up this is huge this is really really big it's monster size like a kaiju yeah no no but it's actually legitimately very very big you're gonna be blown a little bit away by this because it says here that kaiju number eight's first volume sold 10,656 units in its launch week in the U.S. according to NPD BookScan. And they said, as far as I know, this is the best launch in the history of the U.S. manga market. Mind you, this is not like, hey, uh, volume you know, 15 of Naruto, volume 25 of Naruto, where after a certain point, yeah, they were selling like astronomical. This was volume 1 of kaiju number eight and it launched with over 10,600 this is a demonstration of a couple different things for starters main first and foremost is that manga is way more popular than it's ever been in the u.s so that's something that is massively contributing to yeah you got a lot more people that are with eyes on the market they're going to go out and support their favorite thing i bought kaiju number eight as soon as i saw it in stores and it was like i think early that they released it over in barnes and noble so i went and got myself a copy and also it's that kaiju number eight is very very dope it's a great story and with manga oftentimes yes quality does help to sell a series like if it's a really gas series and it's really dope and all that jazz it usually helps to push sales as well and i can't even believe it right now kaiju number eight might have been the biggest launch for a western release of a manga title and either way even if it's not per se that is still very very impressive to launch with insane numbers like that you're doing five figures in the u.s again we're not like japan japan yeah we could have you know half a million launch or something crazy we don't get numbers like that over here we're still building in the west in terms of manga fans and stuff like that and we're doing numbers like that imagine what kaiju number eight if it continues to rise in popularity and then when it inevitably gets its anime what those sales numbers are going to look like over here just saying shout out to kaiju number eight i love to see a baby let's go kaiju number eight was another one and i want to say it ranked very high i think it was like in the top three in my top manga of 2021 a big event that i did again you should go check that out because i i think we came up with a very very solid and realistic list and yeah kaiju number eight baby doing massive numbers doing monster kaiju size numbers for its first volume over here in the west let's freaking Go. Moving forward, we got the Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. 
let's take a look. We got Ken Wakui, author of Tokyo Avengers. I went to Tokyo Disneyland for the first time in a while. I had to fill my heart in the land of dreams. <laughs> a gangster going to Disneyland. Let's do it. Uh, George Morikawa, author of Hajime no Ippo. The footfalls on the path back home from the tourney were heavy. Because in case you don't know, George Morikawa, he actually, he does this for real. He has a boxing gym. Like, he really loves boxing. So, it's not just his manga. It's a big thing to him. So, he probably went to, like, a boxing tournament or something. Dope stuff there. Uh, Yusuke Nomura, author of Blue Lock. I can't believe that my kiddos started Splatoon 2 only recently, and now they're better than me. <laughs> Yo, my daughter's mad good at video games. That's something that I'm very proud of. Like, I'm not the greatest at video games. She is awesome at video games. We got Hiromashima, author of Fairytale 100 Years Quest and Eden Zero. Thanks for all your support this year. I'll work hard this year too. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, fam. Merry Christmas and all that jazz. You're, you're incredible. You're, you're an inspiration, dog. You work very hard. Uh, we got Otsushi Okubo, author of Fire Force. I love Tom and Jerry, but I was afraid to see it in theaters. I don't need the tearjerker plot or rom-com stuff often seen in live-action adaptations. Just Tom and Jerry, pure and simple. <laughs> I don't know why that just made me laugh, but yeah. And we got Nakama Suzuki, author of Sakamoto Days. It feels like my niece and nephew have grown so much in no time at all. I swear to God, right? Like, same thing. I feel like, holy cow, dog. It was just yesterday I was taking them to see Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods in theaters. And they were like, oh my God, we're outside in the nighttime and they were like only you know four and six and now they're in high school and, and middle school and it's like where does the time go dog i mean i'm having the same experience with my daughter like i feel like she was just born and she's already about to start school soon like craziness and because i always like to throw one in there uh we got negi haruba author of ranger reject the work i took on half a year ago and the work i have due now all have deadlines around february for some reason due to that my end of year plans are bound to be drastically different that workflow though but i ain't gonna lie i'm a work animal i'm a workaholic you give me work let me work on this manga let me work on these videos let me work on this music whatever it is give me the work i'm gonna get it done and i'm gonna have somewhat of an enjoyable time doing it depends on the type of work but yeah people those were the weekly shonen magazine author comments like i say always a treat and yeah they delivered a lot of laughs smiles weird stuff from time to time worrisome stuff from time to time throughout 2021 i can't wait to read everything that the authors go through in the next year next up we got a little bit of stories from Eichiro oda of one piece um sandman underscore ap he did a summary of oda's tv interview today i'm so busy that i can't take a bath while drawing manga but i shave my face and take a bath when meeting my family what it says here because again this was just an interview from oda it says dragon ball is the manga that oda reread most frequently in order to imitate toriyama's drawing style before one piece started we already know that uh this one right here was kind of depressing and there's not much from this interview but this one right here was the quote that really was like wow oda felt sad when he realized other people have enough time to enjoy dinner in restaurants unlike him that is, that is sad i ain't gonna lie like and sometimes i can relate and i know you probably think of how do you relate well i do a lot of different jobs i work a lot of different jobs i'm a single father so a lot of times i'm in a restaurant and i sometimes can't even enjoy myself because i get anxiety of like yo oh shit did i send that video out to the editor so you could get that done did i oh my god the thumbnail needs to be done for this oh my god i need to get get back to this person on working on this panel on the manga oh my god like there's a lot of worries when you are trying to make it and oda he's made it and he's still entrenched in work so salute to Eichiro oda again another inspiration somebody that he's worked very very freaking hard 20 21 hours a day type of deal just nothing but inspired by this man at, at all times and it's sad and i really hope he gets to find that happy medium at some point where he can go out to a restaurant and get whatever type of food he wants and not be on a crunch time of like i gotta go i gotta get things done oh no much love and respect to h oda son
Thank you. One Piece has been phenomenal. Yet again, another great year. Okay, people. And lastly, not so much of a story, more of just like an image that I wanted to show you guys. It says Bleach EX original poster by Taite Kubo and Jump Giga 2022 winter. And this is kind of uh, a little bit gas. I want to say I've seen some of the imagery already. The one of Ichigo and I want to say Rukia. Yeah, we've seen the one of Ichigo and Rukia, but we got Renji, we got Chad, we got Uryu, we got Byakuya, we got Toshiro Hitsugaya, and Orihime. Orihime looks the best, I ain't gonna lie. I love me some Orihime. <laughs> and yeah, really dope stuff, man. Bleach 2022. It's a, it's more than a reality. It's happening, baby. And people, that's all the stories we have for the 200th episode of Fineva News. I want to thank everybody that has been supporting throughout the year. It has been a phenomenal year. We've had so many different from laughs to sadness. All sorts of emotions I felt while filming the show. And I honestly cannot wait to see what 2022 has in store for us regarding just everything that I'm going to bring to you guys for Never News. I might switch things up from time to time. I might maybe do something a little bit different moving forward but it ain't gonna stray too much away from the show that you love and the format that you love and yeah that i love to make i genuinely really have enjoyed this show it has been something of a staple in my life now i always feel like i gotta bring the stories to the people and i gotta do it at the best of my ability so shout outs to everybody thank you so much for the support in 2021 onward to 2022 200th episode and i'm saying all this shit and i probably still will record at least one or two more before the year is up but thank you Arigato gozaimasu! I'm a freaking weeb! That's all I have for this one, though. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. If you liked anything I had to say or enjoyed the video, drop me a like. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you want more from me, make sure to subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Hit that bell right here on YouTube to get all notifications. And if you want to follow any of my other social media, links are in the description below. I'm from the world. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule! Anime and manga for life! Bye. Have an awesome day. Peace in. And you guys just watched another episode of Forever News. Have an awesome day. <laughs> <laughs>